1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. We're happy that you joined us today. Hopefully, you got your cats with you, too. You guys are the reason we do this show, and we
2: appreciate you listening in. I'm
1: joined today with my co-host and husband, Dewey.
2: Hello, cat fans and cat people. I uh, want to also introduce our special cat, Tabasco, let's see if we can get him woke up and say hello. Tabasco, would you like to say ho- hello to the cat fans? <coughs> All right. <laughs> He's so wonder. He wakes up, then he goes right back to sleep.
1: <laughs> you might want to follow along today on Facebook. You can find us at Cat Behavior Solutions And there'll be a live on the air visual. And in the comment section of that, we might be posting some links and visuals that can help you better understand what we're talking about.
2: And we'd also like to hear from you. Give us a call in. Give us a shout out today uh, during the show. Uh, And you can call 866-472-5788. Remember, 866-472-5788 give us a call. Love to hear from you.
1: Let's start off with our Cat of the Week. We have a Cat of the Week every week, and you can see him on Facebook, too. Our Cat of the Week is the beautiful Inky. He's a handsome, sleek, black cat. He was one of our fosters here, and his mom, Katrina, fell in love with him from some photos we posted on Facebook, in fact, while we were trying to get him adopted. So she came and met him, and he gave her one of the best cat approval communications of all time, the tail raise. She was here, and he ran over, and his little tail shot straight up. And she instantly fell in love with him, and obviously, he did her too. As you can tell from the photo that we're posting of our cat of the week, Inky, he is quite the adventurous guy.
2: So, and if you would like to have your cat featured on our show, please send out an email and a shout out with your photos of your cat to molly at cattalkradio.com. We would love to hear from you, we'd love to feature your cat on the show. So let's move on, and today's show is going to be about communication. Wow, that's a really important uh, thing. Communication is report is important for all relationships, whether it's at work or at home or in your personal relationship with your kids, your family. Communication is the number one thing that we all should be cherishing and should be utilizing. Cats are almost as mysterious as women. In fact, Women typically like cats and guys typically like dogs.
1: Well, that's probably because dogs are more social in terms of packs. You know, their, their communication is more developed in, in terms of their communication with us because they have a pack social structure. But are you saying that women are like cats and guys are like dogs?
2: I don't know if it's a myth or not, but no, I'm not saying that. I just say that women are stereotypically compared to cats, especially in ways uh, about our topic of communication, you know, like the mesmerizing eyes when cats give you that love look. (laughs) Women do that. You do that, my love. I love it when you do that to me. (laughs) that's <laughs> so awesome and then the cats give you that stare of death i can't can't tell you how many times i'm walking down the hallway the cats standing or sitting there looking straight up at me and i don't know what the cat's thinking but it's following me all the way down the hall with its eyes and as i pass it it, it looks like it's about to pounce on me and if looks could kill sometimes that's similar to what women do
1: Well, let's talk about how cats are like men. They don't listen. They don't come when you call. They like to stay out all night. And only when you're trying to get things done do they want your attention. But mostly they like to be left alone to sleep.
2: (laughs) Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's important to understand what cats are trying to tell us in communication. So, um what's their needs more quickly so how do we know what our cat is trying to tell us
1: well quite honestly cats have resting bitch face <laughs> <laughs> they don't look at you and smile with a big old panty grin and they they have resting bitch face sometimes you can catch them doing silly emotions um, and that's why they take the internet by storm. you know they're they catch them doing something silly, like a a funny look, uh, but rarely. You know and alternatively, you could just get a dog and never be in doubt a minute about what they're thinking.
2: Yeah, no, it's interesting. Tabasco grabs toys and comes down our hallway carrying toys out of the toys box. And we every day pick up the toys and put them back in the toy box. And he comes down the hallway, howling, bringing his toys to us and dropping them in the hallway and then starts meowing. What is he really trying to tell us here?
1: Well, you brought up a good point, vocalizing. It's just one form of communication for cats, and, and, you know, it's not normal for them. In the wild, they don't really talk to one another. That vocalization was really developed to communicate with people. I mean, kittens will meow to their moms, but once they're grown, they don't usually meow to communicate with each other. They really kind of only do that in the presence of people, and they certainly don't say anything on command, typically, you know, like dogs, you can go bark, and they'll bark or speak. Not usually true with cats, although with some really good clicker training, you might be able to develop that behavior. And, you know, when a, when a cat vocalizes, the tone and melody of their voice varies, and that's actually important to the message that they're trying to communicate. For instance, the more variation in the melody the more excited or urgent the message seems to be. They have a real wide range of vocalizations from about 25 hertz to more than 1,100 hertz. And, and speaking of hertz, um, their hearing is really incredible on the high range. You know, they can hear mice squeaking and can tell the difference between those squeak sounds being different rodent species. You know I, I think they can hear mid to low frequencies too, because they can tell your car driving up for a great distance before you arrive. That's how you know you know they get excited that you're about to enter or you know Daddy's home kind of thing. it's It's not that they're psychic. it's that they can actually hear your car from quite a ways away.
2: Wow. So are you saying feline ease? is somewhat similar to Chinese, and that meaning that words are changing in pronunciation, especially when it comes to tone. I mean, is that...
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, sort of, actually. You know, like I said, it's the more melodic and the more variety in their meowing vocalizations, the more excited and urgent the message seems to be. But every cat's different. And cats seem to have developed a personalized form of communication with the people, Um, and a lot of times they say these scientific studies have shown that their communication and language is, is shaped by how their owners speak. You know, so a, a context and environmental situation of, you know, cat sounds. So, like, let's look at all the cat sounds. There's chirps, meows, chirps, hisses, chats, hiss, purr, meow, meow, yow, caterwauls, and trilling. And that trilling is, is like a bright, chirpy noise with a, you know, like a Scottish rolled R. And they, they make that with a closed mouth as the air flows through their nose. And trilling's typically a greeting between a mother and her young, but it's also a friendly greeting from cats to us.
2: So, what is what is purring then? If that's uh, if you're saying all of these little chirps and things, so purring is that a communication also?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Purring's a more quiet sound. It's a sustained humming sound, and and they produce it with the rapid twitching of their vocal cords. And it's one of the most pleasant sounds any pet can make. You know, it's very soothing. Um, it actually, when a when a cat purrs, they've actually said it may lower blood pressure, um, their blood pressure for sure, but also ours, and and be an antidepressant on on humans. But cats are born blind and deaf, so purring also may have been used to help kittens find their mothers. And, you know, contrary to what we think, purring doesn't always mean, I'm really happy. They actually use it in a variety of situations, even occasionally when they're stressed. You know, we we call those stress purrs. If a cat's in a lot of pain, sometimes it it will purr
2: a lot. Okay, I get that. I can understand that. Um, So what about unfriendly sounds?
1: Yeah, those would be the hisses, the screams, the rumbles, and growls. A, A growl is a very low snarl, kind of produced by a steady exhalation through a slightly open mouth, and it's used as a warning. You know, the, all of the deeper, lower sounds are scarier in the animal kingdom because it it suggests that there's a larger animal behind it. You know, the larger an animal's voice-making apparatus, um, the larger the animal means, generally the lower the sound. Um, so like lions and whatnot, they have that very low growl, very deep growl. Yeah. And uh, making those sounds um, make them appear more dangerous you know how digit we are feeding him this new raw food and when digit gets the raw food he just goes crazy and he, he's not typically food aggressive but with this particular stuff he is and he he's grabs so small, it all
2: too you know he's, he's just so a small tiny to little to the bigger cats
1: and he grabs the food and he starts growling he's like because he's trying to make himself appear bigger <laughs>
2: Yeah, he sounds pretty big. He he kind of scares me too. Should and he's just a handful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a hiss. So a, a hiss is actually a, a fear response, and and you see a hiss when two cats are fighting. Um, it's it means that they're afraid. And some people use hissing. They'll make hissing sounds in order to to break up a cat fight, they say that if you stay hidden and you hiss loudly, if you have two cats fighting, sometimes that can help to break up the fight. But you want to make sure you're hidden and that they don't see that that noise came from you because then that just begins to make them afraid of you. So it's it's real important. The hidden part is important.
2: So with all these sounds and all of these different communications that the cats have out there, how do we communicate back with them you would think that there was there would be over time some communication that we could connect with and we could understand and we would be able to communicate back to them because i know that we always use that word stop it or get down or as if they're a child and we know that they don't communicate like that with us as a child and so what can we do to communicate with them
1: well, you talk in your little cat voice, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like the deep growl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, really, you, you want to talk in a soft, high-pitched voice. Um, you know, you want to be in that higher frequency. They say that the reason that cats generally tend to prefer women over men is because women speak in a in a higher range and sound in their voice than men men do and and cats respond more favorably to that. So you really do want to use your little, your baby voice or your cat voice and go, oh, that's so sweet. Look how cute you are. You are so handsome. You'll find me at the shelter doing that all weekend. It's embarrassing, but it works. (laughs) And if your cat says something to you and you don't really understand what they're saying, sometimes if you can imitate that sound back to them and watch what they do, it might give you a clue. So, you know, if your cat comes up and goes, meow, and you go, meow, and then they might look towards something like they want to look at the door or their food bowl or they start walking and hoping that you'll follow them to the food bowl if they're hungry. But, you know, if you have a cat that is howling consistently, then please take your cat to the vet and rule out a medical issue because that's not a cat trying to communicate with you. That is a cat that may be in pain or has something wrong. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit off topic about a cool thing that's coming to Mesquite in the middle of April. It's the cat show. It's the Kittens, Cats, and Cowboy Hats Cat Show, and it's April 13th and 14th at the Mesquite Convention Center, and I'll be there, actually, uh, both days, Saturday and Sunday. I'll be in the education ring teaching a cat behavior seminar, so if you can come... See the cats. There's going to be uh, house cats as well as purebred cats, and vendors, and all kinds of neat things to buy. And they are going to have rescues set up so you can adopt a cat. And all things cat. So, nine thirty to four thirty on Saturday, nine thirty to three thirty on Sunday. That's April thirteenth and fourteenth. You should come see us at the Kittens, Cats, and Cowboy Hats Cat Show.
2: Are you going to be there?
1: I am, that's what I just said. Are you not listening again?
2: I am, I am. I just want to make sure, want to make people to understand you're going to be there so that way they can come see you. I'm I listening well.
1: I see, I'm, okay, yes, I'm going to be there. They're going to have an educational ring. So not only am I going to be there, but there's going to be people from NSYNC Exotics and all kinds of, of other people that are educating about cats, big and small. So, yeah. Come see me. I don't know what time I'll be at the educational booth, but as we get closer, um, I'll let you know. But it'll be fun. I'm looking forward. I might even enroll Tabasco.
2: So that's where they can find you is at the educational booth. Is that going to be somewhere in the main area or is it off to the side somewhere? Don't know. No. Don't know. Don't know. No. Okay. So come in and ask somebody for the educational booth. And then when you get there, ask for Molly DeVos. That's right. I'll be there. That'd be great. Um, so before we get into the next thing, I think we're about to go on a break. Is there anything you'd like to say about anybody?
1: Um, you know, i really like to say thanks to Brian Edwards. Um, he has introduced me to a new product last week. You know, he's the guy that I talk about every week that provides me with guaranteed lifetime income. And I'm going to need it because we have a new cap project this week. We have a guy with a fractured hip and some buckshot that's got nerve damage and he can't walk. And we're going to be in for a bit of a long haul with this dude. So... I've got to thank my friend Brian Edwards who's a financial advisor. You can find him at brianedwardswealthmanagement.com. I suggest you reach out to him. He can help you um, he can help you also take care of your cats for the long haul. So I think we're going to break right now. Stick with us when we come back. We're going to talk about all the other ways your cats communicate with you other than meowing, and feel free to call in. We'd love to hear your questions. We'll be right back.
3: the experts call toll-free right now one 472 5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. that's one 472 5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com
0: you can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are listening to Cat Talk Radio with Molly DeVos. To reach the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you may send an email to molly at cattalkradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, fans. We are here talking with Molly DeVos today about communication, a very important aspect of our lives, as well as communicating with our pets, and specifically uh, communication with our cats and communication back to cats. And Molly's been uh, treating us to some of her favorite little cat sounds, so... (laughs)
1: Hi, aren't you cute? (laughs) You're so handsome, Dewey.
2: You know, when you were saying that a minute ago, I couldn't help but think of some big country boy, burly, you know, beer drinking kind of guy trying to talk to his cat. Hey, baby, come here, baby cat. You ought to
1: see it at the shelter. Those guys do come in the shelter and they go, oh, look, kitty, kitty, aren't you cute? They really do. It's very funny. I'm sure
2: it doesn't sound like your sweet voice.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny though. When we're talking to cats like that, we're usually doing it to try to get their attention. You know, we're like, "Oh, hi!" We're trying to make get them to make eye contact, or we're trying to get them to look at us, or we're trying to get them to come, or something like that. And that's probably a really important point about why cats are communicating with us. Usually, they're trying to get your attention. They're saying, "Hey, I'm hungry," or "Hey." I need some affection or, hey, you've been at that computer all day long. Don't forget about me. I'd like to chase a mouse or something. So when they're meowing at you, uh, you know, first pay attention at that maybe they need something from you and uh, try to figure out what that is.
2: You know, it's interesting you say it that way because um, our cat Tabasco has a way of communicating and he, as we go to the back door, he loves to go outside and be out in his enrichment area. And, uh, so he wants us to open up the door and I'll be walking back toward the the door somewhere, but not intending to go to the door and he cuts right in front of me and he leads me right to the door. So he's communicating to me very well. He's teaching me and training me. And you didn't talk about that as, as the cats are meowing at us. They, they sometimes teach us with their little voice, don't they?
1: Oh, they absolutely do. Like I said, they they usually are trying to tell us something. I want something. I'm trying to get your attention. It's like, hey. And then you got to try to figure out what that means. Pay attention to me.
2: <laughs> okay, so what about cat meowing? You know, how do you get them, uh, somebody, that uh, a cat that's constantly meowing, how do you get them to stop it?
1: Well, again, if you've got a cat that's constantly meowing, especially if it seems like an urgent meow, 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 then take it to the vet and make sure that it's not in pain and that it's not complaining. But, you know, as with all unwanted behaviors, you know, the the first thing you do is you want to interrupt the behavior before it stops. I mean, before it starts. Sorry. Um, and then you want to ignore the behavior while it's happening. So if you don't get a chance to predict when it's going to happen and redirect their attention somewhere else before they start all the meowing, then while they're doing it, you got to ignore it. And I know it's hard, like when you're on a conference call and Tabasco's row, row, row with his toys up and down the hall, that it's really hard to ignore that when you don't need them um, doing that in the background. But you wanna avoid the situations that lead to the vocalizing. So you need to decrease whatever the motivation is that's leading to the vocalizing. And that's the key, that, and it's so hard to figure that out. So well, how do I know what's motivating them to vocalize? And one of the things you can do is keep a cat journal or like a cat diary and and write down the patterns that you're seeing. When does your cat meow? Is it every day? Is it at the same time of day? Is it in response to any particular activities like the arrival of people or an hour before you normally feed them or you know what what exactly is going on? So get your cat sleuth. Hat out and pay attention to when it's happening and maybe why it's happening and remove any stressful components in the environment. That is so key to any kind of behavioral modification with cats. Almost all the time, you know, bad behaviors with cats comes from stress in the environment. And then it never hurts to provide more play and exercise and enrichment because the more you wear your cat out during the day, the less time that it has to meow at you and ask you for things. So, you know, be sure that you're keeping them well entertained. And, you know, add companionship. Um, You know, maybe they need more time from you. They need more petting time and more cuddle time. And then, of course, you can always use positive reinforcement. You're going to be reinforcing quiet periods. So when your cat is not meowing, give them that favorite treat or give them that thing that they like to do best, whether that's love from you or playing with the the wand toy or whatever it is. And you can certainly clicker train, you know, other behaviors that don't involve vocalization, like, like a sit or a high five or anything like that um but you know vocalization we've talked a lot about that but because that's our primary you know way to communicate with one another as we talk but it's not the only way cats communicate in fact it's actually the least important way that cats communicate and the most important is their olfactory signals you know first these are a chemical warning you know delivered in urine and feces and scents from their glands on their paws and face and tail and then secondarily are visual cues that's body posture the orientation and position of their body staring the distance that they are and then thirdly is auditory communications um, and so auditory communications, working day or night, visual communications in the day, and, of course, olfactory communications anytime.
2: Um, ew, that just sounds incredibly terrible. They communicate by spraying and marking, and that's communication. I know that uh, my mother-in-law, she talks about when she was taking her dog for a walk, they were uh, checking pee mail. But I don't think that's the same thing in this situation, right?
1: Are you telling a Toby story on air? (laughs) Yes,
2: a Toby story on air. (laughs) She does. She calls her dog
1: pee and she says, oh, hold on. Pearl has to check the pee mail. (laughs) Yes, and cats even more so than dogs because, you know, in their territories, they will mark their territories. And that's what marking is all about. That's going X marks the spot. This is Mine. This is my space. This is my boundary. So that, that's a very common way that cats uh, communicate with one another in establishing territory and zones, um, not dominance. Because remember, they're not pack animals and there's no hierarchical structure there where they're trying to get dominance over one or the other. They're just resource guarding. And and that's what that is. But there's all kinds of, of scent marking. It's not just uh, urine. It can also be in their cheeks, so you know how your cat rubs against the corners, and after a while, of course, you end up with that little black smudge on the corners of your house, and they rub against you the sides of their face. Well, that's the F3 pheromone in their face, and that's really one of the main ways that they create claim in their space, and when they're doing that to you, they're claiming you. So uh, that's a that's a very good thing. That's an important thing for them to do. And if you have a multi-cat household, you'll find that one cat rubs on a corner and the other cat rubs on the corner. And in a in an amicable multi-cat household, they are creating a communal st- scent by doing that. And that's a very important way for them to establish themselves as a as a as one as the group becoming one. And then there's also Um, scratching there's also scent glands in their feet between their toes so when they scratch on scratching posts and of course in the wild they're scratching on trees and things they're leaving scent behind in their and from their feet and that's another very important mode of of scent communication from one cat to another
2: so it sounds like body language is also very important. Um, besides all of these things, body language gives us a good sense of communication. I know we as adults tend to read body language all the time as part of a communication piece. And I, I'm sure out in the wild, as you're watching a couple of wild animals approach each other and face each other off, there's some body language happening in those processes, and I can imagine that they're probably communicating in some way or another. Can you tell us a little bit about what the body languages are saying to us?
1: Yeah. and it's and it's very subtle with cats. it's It's certainly not as, As obvious as dogs, you know, that wag their tails so hard that it starts wagging their whole bodies and they're, you know, and they're just jumping up and down and there's no question when a dog is like ecstatic, but a cat, you know. When it's eating, maybe it's ecstatic, but they just don't communicate with body language quite like dogs do. One of the most important body postures for a cat's called piloerection, and that's like the Halloween cat, where all the cats stand all the hair standing up on the cat from you know the nose to the tail, the end of the tail, it's all standing straight up. And they do that as a response to fear, and as a, a response, yeah, mostly to fear. But it makes them look as big. as possible it's kind of like they tell us if you're in the woods and a bear comes up take your jacket and put it around you know your arms hold it up over your head and make yourself look as big as possible well that's pretty much what erection is doing
2: i don't think that's true i don't think that uh, when you're in the woods and a bear's coming i don't think taking off your jacket really means you put it over your head i think it means take off your jacket so you can run like hell <laughs> well, I don't think there. I don't think it means put it over your head. <laughs> yeah, it was, if it were me and a bear in the woods, uh, I'd be taking my coat off. You'd see it in the air, all right, but you wouldn't see me underneath it. <laughs> That's
1: what they tell you: hold it up, make your make it look like you're bigger. No,
2: nope, not for me, not today, <laughs> not today, because <laughs> me and the bear aren't gonna see each other very long. <laughs> Well,
1: the opposite of erection is probably crouching. So, you know, how cats get all four of their feet real tight together and then they kind of crouch down over them. And then sometimes they wrap that tail around even their front feet and they just become a real tight crouched ball. That also is communicating different things to you. It could be it's cold in here, which it kind of is today, or it could be, I have a stomach ache. Sometimes that is a, a body posture of pain and should be looked at closely. Um, it could be arthritis pain causing them to, to crouch down like that. But usually it's cold or or pain when they're tightly crouched with their tail wrapped around. And then, of course... You know, there's eye contact. That's also another body language communication. Not all cats are comfortable making eye contact. In fact, typically they're not. Uh, a wild cat will not make eye contact w- with a person or another cat. It's considered very um, confrontational, very threatening. A lot of the really shut down cats that we get in the shelter will not make eye contact with you. And it's real important if you have a cat that's uncomfortable and especially if you're out there trying to trap ferals or tame ferals or working with cats that are are very fearful and they're not making eye contact, you don't make direct eye contact with them either. Look at them out of the side of your eye. So look away and kind of look out of the side of your eye then you can start rewarding them for eye contact as they become more comfortable with it but like if you have a cat like Tabasco that's just extremely confident and extremely communicative he makes direct and intense eye contact with everybody and and is never looking away or or feeling uncomfortable about you know staring at you but every part of the cat communicates to us its mouth, its ears, its eyes, its whiskers and its tail especially you know the mouth depending on how they're holding their mouths they they do smile just not like dogs dogs give you that big old open mouth tongue hanging out drool coming out ew, grin and dogs do kind of cats kind of do a, a very subtle little curl in the back of their mouths when they're smiling and that's usually in reaction to the whiskers coming forward when they're very interested the whiskers are, are an important communicator too you know when a when a cat is stressed it can put its whiskers real far forward also when it's when it's got a mouse those whiskers are really sensitive and they're they're kind of like octopus uh, you know legs because they actually have feelings in them like fingers so if they've got a mouse that they're catching they use those whiskers when they're pushed real far forward to, to try to tell which way the mouse is going to run helps them hunt better and when cats are not feeling well you know they hold their whiskers and maybe scared or about to attack their whiskers will be very very flat back against their face so you want to watch your cat's whiskers and you you want to look for them to be in a neutral position if you're one toy playing with them the whiskers are probably full forward in a oh boy let's play because that's can be excitement also and Their eyes are very important communicators. You know, we talk a lot about the soft blink. A lot of people will... Go in and, and try to soft blink to cats. And that's important. As long as they're making eye contact. If they're not making eye contact, you know, again, try to look at them out of the corner of your eye rather than, than looking at them straight on and, and blinking. But when they're looking at you and they blink real slowly, that means I love you. And sometimes they'll wink at you. I don't think that's the same thing, same kind of wink as we have, but um, but it is. It is a, a uh, an affectionate uh, eye look, and then there's ears and there's tails, which we'll get to when we come back. I think we're about to go jump out on a break, aren't we, Dewey?
2: Yes, we're about to jump on a break, but I wanted to comment real quick because I think the cat eye staring at me is probably one of the most insecure things I think I have about cats. When dogs look at you and the tongue's hanging out, I know they're happy to see me. When a cat looks at me, I just can't tell what's going on. So I like this whole look at them through your side of your eyes because I always want to throw my hand up and just walk right past them. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. (laughs) <laughs> but I look I look through my fingers, and the cat's still looking at me. <laughs> we are off to a break, and we will be back shortly. Please stay with us and uh, call in and give us a few questions.
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.
2: Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
0: You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the US, about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at Solutions.com. That's Solutions.com.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Cat Talk Radio with Molly DeVos. To reach the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or you may send an email to Molly. At CatTalkRadio.com, we'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the show.
2: Hello, cat fans, and thank you for staying with us. Uh, we've been talking about cat communication, or just communication in general. is a great thing to have a communication, have a conversation about. But specifically as it relates to communicating with your cat and understanding some of the things that uh, the cat is saying. And Molly has enlightened us a little bit on some of the sounds and what those sounds really mean. And I still haven't got a clear conversation about it. I think I need an app for that. If anybody has an app for cat communication, please let me know because I think I'd like to share that. Uh, so as we move forward, uh, through the process, uh, let's, let's talk about one of those things that the cats do sometimes, which is pawing at, at you.
1: Before we go there, let me finish. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about body language in general, and we talked about the mouth and the whiskers and the eyes. But um, I wanted to also talk about two other body parts of cats that are particularly communicative. One is the ears. So when cats are, you know, bright and friendly and relaxed, their ears are facing forward. And um, when they're getting uncomfortable, their ears will start turning out to the side and maybe go flat on the side. And of course, when they're, you know, extremely fearful and aroused, their ears will go, go straight back. Um, their tail, though, Boy, the tail is one of the most important communicators in a cat. You know there was this this cat. I was in an office building that had a big furniture showroom in the front, and they had a cat in the business. And it was a giant furniture showroom. and I watched that cat one day, and there were people shopping for furniture. And the cat would it was a young cat, and it would, would kind of walk quickly across the showroom and its tail was down, like not not dragging on the floor, but right above the floor. And as soon as it would get about three feet from people, its tail would shoot straight up in the air and it would walk by the people and it'd get about two feet on the other side of the people and that tail would go back down to the floor. And I watched that and it was repetitive. Didn't matter who the people were, just walking next to people, that tail would shoot up, going, Oh, that's people. I like people. And then it'd go on and go, wait, something might be getting me. Something might be jumping out to get me. So that tail is is very expressive. When that tail is straight up that means they're very happy and excited. And when that tail is down, that means that they're either fearful or cautious. And when that tail flicks, again, that's the other thing. It's not like dogs. Dogs' tails wag. They're happy, happy, happy. But if a cat's tail is wagging, something's going on, it's either afraid or mad, or you're irritating it, or it may have pain, you know, the cat that we're fostering now that has the nerve damage, it'll start flicking its tail. And I can tell that it's it's in pain and in an uncomfortable position. And I have to reposition it till that tail calms down. So tails are also very communicative. Now, what were you trying to ask me about pawing at you? Are you pawing at me?
2: Yeah, I love pawing at you, but how about what's the cat telling us when it's pawing at us?
1: Oh, like when it's pawing at you? Well, typically that means it wants you to do something. <laughs> it's trying to get your attention. Um, in in my case with Tabasco, it usually means he's hungry. He's trying to to get me to do something. But it also depends on where they're pawing at you. If they're pawing at your hands, it might mean, I want your hands to touch me. And then it might mean, I want those hands to go open a can of cat food. So it kind of depends on your cat and time of day and all the things that precede that. And you'll know, you know, we might start with petting them. And again, if you're trying to work and you don't want that cat pawing at you and you can't uh, close it out of your workspace um, or you don't want to do that, then the most important thing you do is ignore it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I tell you, that that is funny to me because Every time I try to ignore the cat, I get another different type of communication. Like the one that uh, he walks across my keyboard as I'm trying to get work done. Out of nowhere, he comes and he walks across my keyboard. So what is he telling me there? He wants to send an email or is he asking me to check his email?
1: You know, I think that they're trying to teach you new keyboard shortcuts because that's what Tabasco does every time.
2: Now I'm going to listen. (laughs)
1: he walks across my keyboard and all of a sudden something will pop up. And I thought, "How, how did he step on like two keys and get that to pop up? I need to learn that keyboard shortcut. So really, I think they're trying to teach you how to better use your computer or maybe don't send that email or something like that. But in seriousness, think about it. Your hands are on the keyboard. They're trying to get your hands repositioned, usually around their head and ears and cheeks and chins and or cat food can. It kind of always comes back to either pet me or feed me. But whatever you do, understand it's all about me.
2: Boy, no kidding. I tell you, when it, when they want something, they are persistent, persistent. And I know dogs are persistent also, but cats have this different type of persistency. I think dogs will come and sit by your side, or uh, you know maybe they'll they'll be uh, looking up at you. But cats will jump up and walk across your keyboard and then start knocking stuff off of your desk. What are they saying when they're knocking stuff off my desk? The same thing? Come feed me? (laughs)
1: Like you said, cats are persistent, where dogs are just persistent.
2: (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs)
1: Um, When they knock stuff off your desk, that's a good one. Desk, countertop. They're really good at going, hey, watch this. And boy, the internet is full of videos of cats knocking stuff off your desk. Um, They pretty much do it to get your attention um just like anything else sometimes they're bored that's another thing to you know keep in mind if your cat is constantly bugging you like that It's bored. Maybe you need to get up and have a real good session of prey play with it to burn off some pent up energy that it might be feeling. But, you know, but be careful that that, too, doesn't become a positive reinforcement, because, you know, as you've seen with Tabasco's middle of the night meowing episodes he used to do, if I got up and then gave him a treat. That became positive reinforcement for the middle of the night meowing, and it just reinforces that behavior. So it's important if it's behavior you truly want to stop, that you ignore it and or try to divert it before it happens, you know, or divert their attention. But, um, you know, that's, that's
2: terrible when that happens, that middle of the night crying and you don't know what to do with them. And you know there's something you've got to do because you got to go to sleep and you've got to get that stopped. So what do you do with that?
1: Well, again, ignore it. Remember what we did? We had to ignore it, which was the hardest part. But then, you know, I also figured out the cause and it was hunger because once he got to eat, then he stopped it. And, you know, we're going to talk about nutrition, I think, in our next episode, but it's asking a lot of a cat to go from, you know, 10 o'clock at night at its last feeding till seven or eight o'clock the next morning. So in Tabasco's case, I set a food timer up to go off at exactly the time that he was messing with us and put treats in there. And that seemed to hold him over till morning and he stopped the behavior, but that had to coincide with the ignoring part, which was very difficult. Those were uh, those were some long nights.
2: I can say that that's probably one of the biggest miracles I've seen happen in the cat behavior world. Screaming at night, it was always at the same time every night, every night. And you knew it, what it was and you just can't you've got a habit of getting up to just be able to feed the cat a little bit of something reinforcing that bad behavior and then you're trying to just go back to sleep. That is just a tough time. And as soon as we found out that there was an option for a timer feeder that would be able to open itself up at that particular time and having it set, that cured the entire process. And we got back to sleep and beautiful dreams we had after that and no more nightmares at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, so you know, there's another uh, cat uh, communication that is quite interesting and I, I like it's kind of cute uh, and I'd like to know kind of what the cat is doing when he does the headbutt he's head, he comes up and he does a headbutt and what would he be saying to me other than hey headbutt me and pet me
1: and the primary reason for headbutts is to scent you um, again they have all those scent glands in their face um and they're rubbing their scent on you so you're head butting and usually follows through with the cheek and that gets their scent on you it's claiming you it's saying you're mine and then they go over and they rub against your computer and they go that's mine too and the mouse and, and that's mine and then on your corner of your desk that's mine and the corners of all the doors everything is mine so it's a it's a claiming thing it means i love you enough to claim you as mine they also have scent glands in their teeth. You know, a lot of people ask me, why do my cat cats bite me? They just kind of nip. Well, Tabasco sometimes does a full-on nip, not usually, but usually he's he just kind of rubs my hands against his teeth and gums, and that's because there's also scent in the saliva and that's another way to say, I love you, and I'm claiming you as mine. I don't care what all those other foster cats think. You're mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. I'm going to start responding with pay taxes, and you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> you pay taxes, that. kitty. Pay, pay the taxes, and you can really have it. <laughs> have so, a- what about what about uh, sitting up in high places? Where are cats communicating to us when they're climbing up in high places and sitting around in high places?
1: Um, maybe, but not usually. Usually, that's just natural for a cat. Cats seek high places naturally. But it might be telling you that it's afraid of something on the floor or it doesn't like something on the floor, especially, again, if you go back to thinking about patterning, if it happens right after the housekeeper's been there and mopped or used some sort of deodorizing chemical on the carpet or something, and then all of a sudden the cat's up real high on those days following, it might be telling you um, you that that's irritating Um, so it it could be that, but usually high places are, are more of a, just a natural, that's where I'm going to go hang out up high so I can observe my kingdom and on all of my subjects who come and go from it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. So here's a question we had from someone that was writing in says, um, uh, my cat has bursts of energy. It looks like it's crazy running around like it's lost its mind. Is it communicating to me?
1: Um, It's probably trying to tell you that it's bored. Uh, When they have those bursts of energy, it's like a pressure coming out of a steam kettle you know, it it, uh, it needs more play. It needs more interaction from you. You need to teach it to walk on a harness and leash or take it on stroller walks or build it a catio and certainly do more prey play with it. And if you don't know what prey play is, go to my website and look under the blog under enrichment. Um, prey play with your cat 10, 15 minutes a day or it's going to have those crazy bursts of energies where it's just chasing all the invisible prey that's running around the house you think it's you know it's gotten into some LSD or something and lost its mind but so what it's telling you is hey step up the game bud I need you to entertain me more
2: that's great we got a couple minutes and one more question here we have from somebody that uh, wrote us a question that says, my cat poops in the middle of the floor is that cat (laughs)
1: communication?"
2: oops poops Oops. (laughs) oops the poops in the middle of the floor are we getting communication
1: Yeah, that very likely means that the cat could be constipated. It's unusual for cats not to use the litter box for pooping, um, but that just like peeing outside the litter box may be associated to pain they're feeling when they try to go and pain when they poop is is caused by constipation and constipation is typically caused by feeding dry food so your cat is not getting enough hydration and therefore the food isn't moving slu- smoothly through them
2: Shitty. and uh,
1: <laughs> smoothly so they could be they could be telling you something so look at diet for that one
2: great Well, it looks like we're going to be closing up the show and we thank you all for listening to us and we've been talking about communication and uh, we look forward to you guys coming back to see us next week. You want to say goodbye, Tabasco?
1: Did he finally wake up? So what's Tabasco trying to say? Is he saying goodbye or is he saying feed me there?
2: I think he's saying feed me. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: that's what Tabasco always says. Bye, folks.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.